Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by our good friend, ESPN NFL analyst, Dan Orlovsky. Dan, how you doing, my man? How are you? I'm good. I, I appreciate I, it, bud. Appreciate you giving us some time, my man. I'm not doing as well. Washington, obviously, 40-20 to 20 uh-huh. losers last night on Thursday Night Football. Can you just real quickly give me your, your instant reaction to what you saw last night? Yeah, surprised at the outcome. You know, I thought... Washington would win that game. I think defensively, two things. I was just shocked how much they stayed in man coverage, yeah. um, especially on third downs. You know, the first third down of the game, Chicago went double move to DJ Moore, and it worked. And then they just stayed kind of taking shots on third down or, or double moves on third down. And then they kept leaving Forbes and St. Juice kind of on an island. And, um, you know, I, I was surprised that that kept being the, the kind of the story. And then some of the big runs, yeah, it was weird watching. They were, it was either they got really poorly aligned, you know, maybe some of the pistol stuff that Chicago showed they weren't necessarily ready for, but they were really poorly aligned on a couple runs pre-snap and then got caught in some run stunts yeah. where they were trying to create negative plays. So, like defensively, I was surprised. Um, you know, the slow start offensively. Um, you know, I, I think. Number one on the interception, Sam's late. So yeah. Sam's got to get back to the middle and, and get get that a hitch out faster. And then I still am um, – I don't want to use the word concerned, but mm-hmm. disappointed that Sam hasn't gotten a hold of some of the pressures yeah. that teams are throwing his way. That was the story in the preseason. It continues to show itself two or three times a game. So um, they got to clean some stuff up for sure. I want to talk about Sam Howell here for a little bit more. Dan, when when you look at the play calling and, and the whole operation offensively for Washington, how would you assess Eric Bieniemy and what he's done here in the first month in, in terms of putting Howell in the offense in positions to be successful? I think EB's done an awesome job. You know, I mean, to take a guy that was, I believe, a fifth-round pick, and yeah. up until last night he was playing top-ten quarterback when he was clean, you know, and, and, and that's very impressive. You saw – you know, the motion that he's used in two different ways, you know, motion for information, when he's trying to gather what the defense is doing, motion to, you know, impact the defense and get them out of alignment. That that has been really good. He's protected Sam. He's committed to, like, chips and helping it, you know, keeping a tight end in. You know, Sam's been very aggressive with the football downfield. Yeah. They've, they've utilized some RPOs. I think they could do even more of them because it's kind of Sam's background. So, you know, I think EB's done an awesome job. Obviously, coming off of last night, it's not their best offensive performance, right. but he, he's been very impressive so far. Dan, the, the story here locally, though, man, is is the defense. They're amongst the NFL's league leaders in explosive plays allowed. You mentioned last night them going a lot of man. The question that I feel like everyone's trying to figure out here locally is, 
is it the staff not putting the group in position to be successful or guys just not making plays? I feel like it's a it's a healthy blend of both. But, Dan, you know, at any time you're giving up the explosives at this rate, guys just aren't executing. Yeah, it's definitely a blend of both. You know, with that defensive line, you sit there and go, you know, could, couldn't we be playing a little bit more of, you know, I guess just, I don't want to say a softer zone, but a, a shell zone and yeah. forcing teams to methodically drive the field and allowing that defensive line, you know, because at some point one of those guys is going to whoop someone and right. you're, you're going to get a, a holding or, a you know, a sack or, or win against a run and force it to a third and long, and that's not necessarily happening. So, And then when they get into zone, guys are, you know, the, the pass rush maybe doesn't get home or, um, you know, bad eyes by the secondary forces a, a good, better completion than should be or a poor tackling. So, you know, when you switch it up and play man and then, you know, again, I was just shocked how poorly the perimeter played in man coverage yesterday. I mean, Dan, it's not something another... that they, Dan, not to cut you off, it's not something that they normally ask no, them to good. do a lot. This is a match zone team that plays a lot of cover three and a lot of quarters. So, and, yeah. and it was kind of weird to see, man, because you're going against a running quarterback, you're putting your back to him. I, I was just befuddled by the plan, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Especially since, I mean, it was relatively, I can understand it like, from the treetop view of we're playing a team that's struggling to throw the football. Right. The only pass threat that they sat there and said can get us is DJ. So I can understand a little bit on that aspect. The running quarterback thing absolutely matters. And then also it became very clear you you weren't locking DJ up. Like DJ yeah. was going to have his way all night. You know, DJ could have had another 50, maybe even more. So, you know, once you, you start to – it's not that difficult of a transition. Hey, we're not we're not covering DJ. We got to double him. You know, right. you could double him in zone. You could you could play, you know, your corner and have a safety over the top and something like that, and force Justin to methodically move the football and see zone coverages and whatnot. So, uh, last night I, I love Jack Del Rio. I'm a fan of his. Yeah. I've know I know him. We still work with him. But I, w- I was last night. I, I think playing man coverage as much as they did has got to be on coaching. We're joined right now by ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, one of the best quarterback gurus in the game. I want to ask you a little bit more about the quarterback position, Dan. We talked about Sam Howe a little bit to start this thing off. Big picture, as in terms of what you've seen from him in this first month of the season, are you more likely or less likely to think that he's the guy for Washington moving forward? Yeah, definitely more likely. I mean, Sam, you could see some of the throws that when he threw that crossing route to McLaurin last night over that trilling defender and linebacker, you know, that's – Sam could throw it, man. Like, And, you know, that's obviously the paramount necessity. He could flat-out throw it and throw it downfield well. Um, The the positives for Sam that I've liked this so far this year, I just mentioned he could throw it. And and to see that at the NFL level is awesome. Um, I think he's got a pretty good understanding of coverage already and how to use his eyes given that he ran 95% of his plays were shotgun RPO at North Carolina. So I like that necessary. Um, and I like how aggressive he's been with the football. He hasn't been scared or cautious with the football. we got to remember, Sam is essentially a rookie. you know. Right. So you want your guy you know, being aggressive and trying to figure out what he can and can't do. The downsides, and this is where I have a little bit more hesitation than saying, like, absolutely he's the guy because the same stuff keeps showing up for me with yeah. Sam. And, and that gives me a little hesy, you know, like I, 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 I've done the breakdown of Sam. We have pressure like we and, and to his defense, he didn't really do any of this in college. So right. this is all very new to him. But we got to start handling that better. Like, you know, 
because teams are just going to continue to throw it at him until he proves he can handle it on a consistent basis. I don't know how people nowadays, how kids nowadays, play quarterback in the league and don't handle protections um, and and know them. There are some guys who can get away with it because they're such freak athletes. Sam's not that, you know, and so that that makes me a little bit concerned. Still getting far too far deep in the pocket and like hanging out back there like yeah. three times a game. Then we gotta go, bud. Like we gotta get in the pocket. Sometimes he does. Like yeah. sometimes he does, but it's not consistent enough for me. Um, yeah. And then I, I'd probably say that the last thing is Sam's gonna learn quickly. Like not every ball has to be an aggressive ball, though. Like right. you know, it's it's not it's not twenty yard chuck and duck all the time. <laughs> Yeah, that that phrase is interesting. Dan, the one thing that, that, that you brought up that really concerns a lot of us here locally is the fact that we are seeing him repeat the same mistakes over and over again. And this is the, the lumps that you have with essentially a rookie quarterback. The best experience he's going to yeah. get is on-field experience, and that's the, the, the downside of not playing him at all last year. In terms of Washington's operation big picture, do you think he has the tools to where it's worth it to try to go through these growing pains and then you try to uh, strike that balance of winning games and then his development. Yeah, yeah, that, that is the billion-dollar uh, conundrum, you know, so often. <laughs> I, I say this all the time. The hardest thing for rookie quarterbacks is to break bad habits and develop while also the pressure of, I got to win on Sundays. You know, because when you get into that, I got to yeah. win mode, you always revert to comfort. Well, you know, and, and comfort is often bad habits at that position because that's what got you to that point. And so do I think he's capable of it and has the structure around him and whatnot? Yeah. And, and, and I'd say this, this two reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the play caller, EB, uh, again, impressed with him so far. And two, the strength of their, I would say, like their football team outside of the D-line is the perimeter players. Yeah. You know, and, and I think he and Eric Bieniemy do a good job of getting those cats involved, you know, and Terry and, and, and even Samuel, like those guys have to be a big part of the game. Yeah. And I think they do a, a very good and like they understand that relatively well. So I think he can get through that. Yeah, there's going to be some pounds, though. There is. There just is. Big picture, Dan. I'll put you on the hot seat here. Do you think Washington is a team that ends up being one of the final seven or one of the seven teams to make the playoffs in the NFC? Um, I don't. I think they can have, I, I think they'll be in meaningful games in December, part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think that they're that playoff football team yet because the consistency isn't necessarily there with Sam. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the defense has to start playing like the way that they're, you know, I mean, gosh, they got six first rounders on that defense, so that, that defense has got to start playing to that level. Yeah, that's the biggest issue we have here locally, Dan. I appreciate you giving us some time, my man. As always, we'll do it again soon. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 